I was skating and he was like, uh, like, yo, why didn't you hear me? And I was like, oh, I can't hear. Like, I'm on my left ear. And he was like, well, I'm writing you up for a ticket. And I was like, Whoa. why are you writing me up for a ticket? And he's like, oh, because you're skating on the sidewalk. And I was just like, <laughs> damn, what? <laughs> We're like in Huntington Beach, Surf City. Like, it's surfing and skating is the culture. And, uh, and he writes me up. And then he was like, you know, you get down, you going down the list. And, like, the dude was like, yo. Or he didn't say yo. He's like, <laughs> he was like, hey, you're black, right? And I was like, what? Oh. oh. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the show. I'm Mario. And I'm Peter. And we're Guys, guys That, that listen. listen. On today's episode, we have the very talented, the very stylish David Allen. <laughs> Thank you. David, tell us a little about yourself. My name is David. By David the Dude. I have a sales agency called The Goods Group. I got a store in Virginia called uh, Telos Los Angeles, and then I have a brand called Keep Out Fake Love. We got to get into That's that. That's a motto to live name, by. Right? Oh, there's a story behind that. Uh, yeah. oh, we're about to get to that story for sure. Dave, I'm, I've known you for a minute, bro. Like through a lot of things, right? Through the partying phase, through you like starting your own business and to where you're at now. Yeah. I mean... It seems like you're a guy who's like very multifaceted, right? You you've done a lot, but it's like no one. You're kind of the guy in the background a lot of times. You'll you'll talk about it, you'll put stuff up, but you won't really go into depth. And like today, I feel like I kind of want to figure that out about you. Yeah, no one knows what I do. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll post stuff or whatever, and then like I meet people, and they're like, "Dude, like I don't know what you do. You just like travel around. Um, I see you with clothes, or I have you know, like you're at a store, or." whatever they're just like you know that's like oh i sell clothes and they're like okay even weirder because yeah. like how how yeah. do you love it that people don't know what you do and you're just like <laughs> yeah kind of well you know like now i'm like hey i want to come on here and be like yeah this is what i do so like all the answers can be uh you know and or the questions can be answered but yeah no, definitely i mean okay so you kind of described what you do now where you're at now but tell us about like where you were you know where you came from mm. what you're about like what was your childhood like grew up in long beach uh, my brother LBC? Keenan. Back then, growing up there, it was like, a little bit harder. Mm, really? Um, yeah, always getting fights. They have these things called pink slips, where like oh. you, um, you know, you get in a fight and then you have to like get, or you get in trouble and then you have to get that like uh, this paper, this pink slip, like signed by your parents. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty gnarly. And then when um, and then when I came out to OC to go live with my grandpa, uh, it was like me, my dad, my mom. And my brother, uh, this kid, we we're playing basketball, and he was just like, he like like the ball, like someone missed the ball, went into the other court. The, this kid didn't want to give me his basketball, and I was just like, yo, what the like, yeah, yo, bro, give me my <laughs> basketball. Like, check this guy, like about to start fighting him. And the guy was like, yo, I don't want any trouble. And I was like, the fuck, I don't oh. have to like <laughs> fight anymore. You know, like I just. And after, like ever since then, like I haven't really had to be aggressive with people. Oh, so, wow. Like, that's why everybody's like, damn, David, you're like so chill. Because like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, why the fuck do I need to like be aggressive anymore? You know, everyone's like, David's the dude. I thought this was about to be a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air story. Like he gets in a fight in, in the basketball oh, yeah. court. And, has to be. <laughs> my parents uh, brought me up pretty good, like pretty good. Like it wasn't like like we didn't have like hella money, yeah. but I was able to you know, get 
things if I worked for it. You know, mm-hmm. it was mad chill. I only I just couldn't go outside a lot. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Wait, when did you have your like rebellious phase? Because obviously I know you yeah. you go out. <laughs> <laughs> you go well, out a lot. Well, like, go out. I grew up Christian. Never really. Oh. Um, I never cursed. I would say darn frick. Whoa. <laughs> darn it. Really? Wait, is that uh, what you didn't curse right now when you're like, yeah, but, 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 like but, 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 but also I was just like, oh, we're on camera. And I was oh, like, no, you know what? Yeah. This podcast is rated R. You can say whatever the right, fuck you wait, want. Wait, wait. A sailor's coming out. Um, he was like, hurrah. <laughs> no, yeah, I like grew up in a, a Christian ha- like household. And so, um, yeah, like I wasn't really like, like kids were able to go outside during the week. Mm. Like, no, get your homework done, all that. And then that, is when I learned I had no balance oh. of, uh, like, work and fun. Really? What do you mean? Yeah, because, like, at 19, I was like, let's go. <laughs> or, really? or 17. I still had a work ethic. Like, I worked at Knott's Berry Farm when I was 15. Mm. I was a ticket booth guy. Um, from there, worked at, like, a bunch of skate shops. Nice. Uh, but the thing is, like, I never kept the job. Mm. I always got fired. Oh, really? What, what was the reason? I just was looking back on it probably a little bit more um, uh, in, in like more of an individual. Mm. I was always really cool. Everyone loved me, but I know the managers was like, we can't have this cool guy like, mm. like infect the rest yeah. of the colony of workers to where they can all be cool. What I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Wait, I don't. I don't. I would do things in a way that I knew what the objective of this store was and yeah. it's to sell. Yeah. So I would do things in the way that I would do it. Oh, in, in, not the way the store wants yeah, you to do it. Yeah, not in like guidelines yes. of, uh, of things or like, so like. Like, um, like they want you to act and work a certain way and present yourself a certain way yeah. because that's like how the store functions. But he's like, no, I think I can figure it out on my own and it'll still work. But they're like, no, you do it our way or no way. Yeah. So I was like, I worked at HSS. That happened. Oh, HSS. Uh, and then I went to um, this one shop. At the time, I was like doing an internship in um uh, it was in skating and mm. like skateboarding, and then uh, these guys like like people never came into the shop, but I would just like they'd always just want me to clean, and like they caught me one time just like on an email, like e- like emailing one of my like uh, I was talking to this one uh, this one skater to like kind of like send him product, and then they oh me nice, on there and he was just like yo like I'm paying you to fucking clean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Like, like you know what I mean. So, yeah. Um, so I kind of like. So I got fired that day. Damn. Uh, never was able to keep a job, but once I, um, but but I was always interning. I, I either like interned. I interned for years and then, um, started like doing sales. But the uh, the moment I got into sales, it was like I was working at HSS and this like rep came through, and he was just like. The coolest fucking guy ever. Oh really? What what was it about him that means? So cool. He gave me shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty like, cool. That's like, pretty cool. Like, you know, he's like, yo, what size are you? Like, oh what like, you know, like I work for Globe. His name's uh uh his name was Bud. Oh. So Bud, Master Apollo, uh he was uh the rep for Globe and then uh he sponsored like he sponsored me and I started getting clothes from them and then uh one day I was just like, yo, like I want to be like you. So, I was, so he's like, yo, just be my intern. Oh, wow. So I was like at, when I was uh, 17. 
17 gave, gave me a gas card and like just had Whoa. me go all over like San Diego and LA to just um, uh, go visit the shops. And then I got into DJing. <laughs> yeah. What age was that? I was like, you know, Ryan Britt. Oh, uh, no. Okay, so Ryan Britt, we all used to fucking ride fixed gears. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then Pixie Crew. And then he introduced me to Danny and Daniel. That's when, like, when I was talking about the whole, like, balance yeah, yeah. of, mm-hmm. like, work. Oh, those guys brought you into that realm, huh? But also, too, like, you know, I never, like, smoked weed before. And <laughs> I kind of give it to him because, like, before, like, my eyes would just be, like, you know, have blinders on. So, like, mm. everything that I kind of, everything I did was always solely about me yeah. instead of, like, other people get affected by your actions type of deal. So, like, Whoa. you know, talking, you know, we didn't just smoke weed and just, like, I don't know, just zone out, like, uh, what's up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it was like, yo, like, let's talk some deep shit. Yeah, and, dude. Um, from there, like, you know, the partying happened. I went to Cal State Long Beach. Oh. Uh, went to Cal State Long Beach, and I dro- dropped out. College is not for everyone. We, we, we all know that, right? It's really not. But yeah. you went from Long Beach to going to end up in Edison, which is in Huntington Beach, right? Yeah, Huntington. Yeah, so a uh, you know from what I remember, a very white dominated school, right? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Long Beach, also, from what also I also remember also Asian. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I see that too. I have, yeah. I've never, yeah, I've only met a handful of people from Edison. They're all white. So, oh, okay. but I mean, yeah. was that like a kind of a culture shock? So being, we were talking about this earlier. Yeah, like what's the what's it like being like. <laughs> was it mul- mulatto? I think uh, Don like, called it light skin. Light yeah, skin. yeah, let's just say it like uh, that. It was very interesting because like I, I was too black to be white mm. or too white to be black. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I was in this like category of, it was weird. So um, was that a good or a bad thing? Though? So. <laughs> <laughs> it's got its perks. Yeah, it has its perks because like I was able to be like um, a chameleon in different yeah. groups so like mm. you know i was with my like white skater friends in like fifth grade where we were just listening to like acdc like <laughs> like and Skin- yeah. like leonard skinner and ozzy like all that and skate and then you know uh i never really had black friends that much because of where i was mm-hmm. you know but like um brazilians i like i skated like everything stemmed from skating yeah because everyone is so different in that culture yeah like so, like, I was skating with, like, Richie and Taylor and Trent and Trevor, Tom, Matt, Andy, like, all these guys, there's, like, they're, like, white, one's, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, one's, like, Eastern European, the others are, like, Hispanic, you know, like, and then when we go to the skate park, everybody's just, like, fuck, like, we don't care what you are. Yeah. It's just how, like, cool, how cool you are as a person, and then... Like, then your skills, because it doesn't really matter, like, if you suck. Yeah. It's just, like, if you're, like, down. Yeah, no, skateboarding is, like, one of the best melting pots. See, like, growing up skating, I felt like, you know, when you say all these high schools, I probably don't really meet most of the people there. But when I do, it's through, like, skateboarding. You know what I mean? Like, 
we go to a skate park or skate spot and people would come from everywhere. You know, I, I grew up in Santa Ana, so first skate park that popped up here was Centennial. Yeah. Right. And that was very, very Santa, popular. Santa Ana Park. Santa Ana Park. Where you get and, to run away from cops when they come. Oh man, that was fun, right? Five oh five oh popo. Yeah. And just hop the fence and like and then wait for them to leave and then you're like, all right, let's go back. Come back in. Like what like what? Isn't it kind of crazy though that skateboarding used to be it seemed like a lot more rebellious back then? Like Cops now almost don't really give a fuck. You see videos now where cops just stand. They'll just watch you skate. Yeah, because it's like they're, they're us. Yeah. yeah. If I became a cop and I saw skaters, I'd be like, all right, guys, like, you get one more try. Like, I'm here to do my job, but you get one more try because I want to see this too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like because like uh, I guess the, the cops back then, they just were like not – Young, yeah, true. Did you did you experience something like this for me? Like skateboarding, actually, is a big part of my personality, right? Because I wouldn't say I was ever like a shy kid, but I never felt confident in the person that I was until I started skating. I felt yeah. like I fit in finally, you know, in yeah. a group of people that was like very diverse, right? Like when I was around Asian people, I felt like I wasn't smart enough to be Asian. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But then when I was here, it wasn't really about that. It was just about like what we liked, which is skateboarding yeah. and being out, hanging out, like new skate tricks, shit like that, meeting new people, talking about how you just met this pro and they gave you like a free deck or some shit like that. It was, it was extremely like relatable. That's so cool. Yeah, no, it was really cool. As a like kid, a if you pros, get free pros, shit, yeah, dude. give you like stuff you're like, I would be a, a pro. new skate deck, like, like when I got sponsored, like it was only rep flow. Yeah, like that's like probably the lowest that you can yep, be. Yep, yep. But I was so hyped. But yeah, like like skating was. Well, I played sports, hmm. and I didn't ever fall through with any of them because like I wasn't. I guess at the time I wasn't just I wasn't a team player. Obviously, always getting fired. Mm. <laughs> but, like, but like I wasn't like a team player in a like. I'm a team player, but in a sense, I wasn't a team player because the outcome, if I did everything I could, you know, um, and the team, like, didn't, we still lose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and that, that aspect of it, I kind of was just like, I, I fuck with skating more because, like, mm-hmm. if I don't land the trick, it's all me. Yeah, it's a solo thing. Yep, like, it's, it's like, individual sport. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll be trying, like, when I first learned how to kickflip, I was doing it, like, at, I did it at least 500 times. Outside, Jeez. I was like eleven. Just like I'm pretty sure my parents were like, "Dude, can you please?" Yeah, <laughs> you know, just out in the backyard. So like, yeah, I was like, wasn't really into like the team sports stuff. Um, but skating, that's when I like found like I found my tribe. Mm, guess, yeah, no, for sure. The- Has that changed for you being more of a team player now? Considering like you have yeah. businesses, you have you know, people that rely on you. Sometimes I have to snap out of it, Yeah. you know, because, like, sometimes you do things that are very uh, about you individually, but then I have to realize, like, oh, I got a team. Mm. I got a team. I have, you know, those, my team has bills. You know, <laughs> I have bills, too. So it's just, like, looking out for other people's livelihoods at the same time. It's, yeah. like, it's, a, it's an honor and then also, like, a very big responsibility, which, you know, with skating... There's really not, like, back then, a responsibility. It's kind of like the stigma, right? I think like, that's what I was trying to run from. I was just, like, run, like just skating with my friends. All the spots that you can find on yeah, the Yeah, literally <laughs> watching the skate videos and be like, we know, like, let's go there. But then back to that question of, like, being uh, happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Something. Um, it was, uh, in, in Edison, it was kind of weird. Because it was, like, I was, like... Uh, 
one of the, uh, I think it was one of 10. Oh, 10. Yeah, it was, it was a little weird, but that's like with skating, I was able to get along with everybody. Yeah. I never really fit in with everywhere, but I was always like cool with like, you know, uh, people who played sports or yeah. like the fucking AP kids who like hella smart than me. Yeah. You know, and um, kind of like all that type of stuff. So like, you know, skating kind of helped me to be a little bit more open. Yeah. But also not like fully in mm-hmm. a certain group. Do you feel like being one of the one of 10 black kids in there? Do, I'm assuming you were decently popular or not? <laughs> One of ten black people. <laughs> very you know what I mean? Everyone wants to be friends <laughs> like, with the one out of ten black people. You know what I mean? So, so you have that, right? You have the fact that he's They're skating, like, damn, he's sports. so cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I gotta get along with him. He's, like, hey he's guys, cool I got as a fuck, black right? friend. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm one of them too. I'm yeah. cool. You know? I'm accepted. So, like, <laughs> did you feel like a lot of people during that time who were trying to be your friends or got along? And you know how you said you weren't accepted by white people because you're too black to be white or not black enough to be black. I'm not saying like I wasn't accepted. I yeah. just like you know there was. There are some people that are just like, 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 why do you talk like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I think, like, like what? <laughs> yeah, like what? <laughs> what am I supposed to talk like? I'm like, yo, what's up, bro? What's good, homie? Yeah, you know. And then, and then when I like talk to that, like, I go down to like Long Beach or something, and like, hey, what's up, guys? Or I say, dude. They're like, Where the <laughs> fuck are you from? You're like in between that, like, no one really understood, like what you were going through, or like the person that you were, because. And you could affiliate with both cases, right? Yeah. But in both cases, they can really understand, like, where you come from, right? So it sounds like, to me, you couldn't fit in, even though you kind of fit in both areas, right? Like, you were both, like, well, you're, you were part black and part, what else was your in the Armenian. Th- Armenian, right? So, inch possess home. Asian, right? <laughs> oh, you're Armenian? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Middle Eastern. Well, like, yeah. So, like, my mom is, um, mom's uh, white and Middle Eastern, mm. or Armenian. Asian, and huh? uh, and then my dad's black. Uh, my grandma's from like uh, Louisiana, so there's like all that, that there. Yeah, like Creole and mm. uh, got some uh, Native American in me, which is not enough. Yeah. Your Thanksgivings not, must be really fucking good. On my dad's side, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm not like I'm Ar- I'm Armenian, but I'm not. Oh, in a okay. sense, like I'm not cultured Armenian. So you don't eat like the Armenians. No, like so you don't have like, cholesterol. Like, like I did a catering <laughs> job with with my friend a long time ago, and and, I, and it was at like an Armenian spot, and they're like, and it was it was like the house was like legit in the hills, and um, they're like, oh, I told them I was Armenian. They're like, what? <laughs> oh, really? You're Armenian? Yeah, they can't believe it, huh? Yeah, they're just like. And, but it, but it was a culture shock because like everyone was Armenian there, and I was like, okay, this is like my like way of understanding like the the culture. But yeah, like my grandpa is Armenian, came came down from the genocide, oh, went yeah, from that's, uh, that's Fresno down to uh, L.A. And then from L.A. down to O.C., mm. where he, that's why I'm in O.C. That's where you stayed, right? Yeah, that's where I stayed. And he was like the the own, the home the first homeowner of Westminster. What? what? Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait what? Not, 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 not the first, you know. Oh, like the first one ever? Whoa. But like there's, his house had dirt in the back. Yeah. Okay, you know, yeah, like yeah. One no of the OGs. One, no one lived here. Yeah. It was like living in Marietta, you know. That's rude. Uh, well, Marietta, Marietta, Marietta is nicer now. Like, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot more homes there. Y'all, y'all came but, up since But, then. like, you know how, like, Irvine had, yeah. like, dirt behind it? Yeah. You know, like, now it's crazy and no, there's no room. So there's something you mentioned um, about smoking weed 
and kind of yeah. uh, removing these like blinders that you had on, right? Yeah. Uh, I've had the experience where like smoking weed really helped kind of give me perspective. Yeah. You know, and yeah. opened me up to new ideas. And I grew up Catholic and I grew up like, you know, believing in God and stuff. Yeah. And I started smoking weed and like <laughs> learning about new ideas and learning about like different religions. More open. Yeah. You become so much more open and different ideas come in and you're like, holy shit, like. I've been lied to or like, or like, mm. I didn't know this. Like, what the heck? What was, what was the first thing you questioned? Religion. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was, cause I grew up, I grew up believing in God and like everyone must that's, believe that's in a, a little God. Bit, yeah. Like I, I think the Catholic community is a little bit more like, you know, it's like, like Christians a little bit more lax. You, you know, know, I always thought it was the opposite because mm. the Christian friends I've met, they're like, oh, we got to go to church on Sunday. Latinos with Catholic Latinos. No, uh, we lazy Catholic and Christians just talking shit on each other. Like, yeah, they're so <laughs> straight. That's what I was like. Uh, like as kids, like us Catholics and Christians, like no, 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 you guys suck. No, no, yeah, you yeah. guys are lazy. It's like we go to church. I'm like we don't go to church. You guys have to go to church. Whatever. Maybe it's the one I like. The churches I went to were always um, mad chill. Maybe it's because they were like in Huntington. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> you. Welcome to church today. Yeah. After this, we can all surf. You know, yeah. everything in Huntington, I think, is a little more chill. It's weird, right? So. You know, during the time that you were in Huntington, I, I had skated there a lot. The skate park yeah. and just meeting people from Huntington. And, you know, I had the same experience. Like, I thought Huntington Beach was hella chill. You know, go skate at the skate park, go HSS, skate yeah. down the street, grab something to eat. It was like the life and as far as, like, being a high schooler. But now you hear about Huntington Beach and you're like, Sad. oh, shit, no. what's going on there? Yeah. Like, what, what do you think that maybe as kids we just didn't see it? That was oh, always there? I oh, I, oh I felt it. You felt yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Well, so go, go into I'm that. I'm going to go to, so that point with the blinders, mm-hmm. um, the point with the blinders is, yeah, like it opened me up to be like, all right, cool. There's other people in this world, not just me. Mm-hmm. I can, um, I have to think about the actions that I do as a person uh, individually can affect another person and how they feel and all that stuff. Cause like this, world is not just about me it's mm-hmm. about and like you in it and yep. you like being with everything like i didn't really question my religion at first it was more just like damn like i'm a shithead <laughs> <laughs> like, like 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 you know what i mean yes, like, you're I just like i like wow like all the things that i've done that and people getting upset with me it's like uh like when I got fired from HSS, mm. like I was like, why me? Like mm. this guy has, you know, the manager at the time had a vendetta against me where in, in reality, you know, over time I thought like, okay, like I was probably a shithead, <laughs> you know, I wasn't following the rules. Like this person is like maybe 28 at the time or, or in his thirties managing these kids of 17 year olds and it's like a fucking circus of like kids and egos and you know like kids that grew up with maybe no responsibilities and they Mm -hmm. have a job and you know trying to keep all these kids in check and I was probably just like this outlier guy that was like not following the rules and then you know even though everyone loved me there it was more of like you can't we can't have this or else everybody is going to be you know and and over time when they had this like uh, my friend Randy who managed um, HSS at the time uh, he 
invited me to one of HSS's like um, like holiday parties, mm -hmm. and then I saw his name Scott. What's up, Scott? Uh, <laughs> Shout out to Scott. Sorry, Scott. But like, Shout yeah, like Scott. Scott, Scott was um Scott was there, the manager who fired me, and oh, I, I went up to him and I was like, Yo, man, I just want to apologize for being such a shithead yeah. back in the day, because like, I I understand. I have I run a business now. I have employees, or I am working with people now, and it's kind of like, all right, like. You know, even though I thought I was like cool doing whatever I was doing, it, you know, you have a job to yeah. do mm -hmm. and people to take care of and uh, and people to manage. So I, you know, apologize. But yeah, like the those opening the blinders kind of let go of the ego that yep. everyone kind of has as like a, you know, like why me or mm -hmm. a uh, like all that like. So yeah, so to answer your question, like that's what kind of happened. Uh, it just opened me up to understanding that it's not just about me, it's yeah. about everybody else, you know, in the world because how you get ahead of, how you get ahead of, how you get ahead in the world, the wine, uh, <laughs> how, how you get ahead in the world is, is how you work with others because you can't really yeah. do that just by yourself. Yep. You know, like it's going to be the hardest thing that you can ever do if mm -hmm. you're just only by yourself. So <clears throat> being, being cool with everyone and understanding where everybody's coming from, that's how you're going to like actually like get, like succeed further than where you are mm. at the moment. Mm. And then back to the question with like, uh, what was it like uh, growing up in, in Huntington mm -hmm. and like where we kind of like what uh, oblivious to mm -hmm. things? No, nah, dude. I was like skating in Huntington this one time. It's Surf City, right? Yeah. Surf yeah. City. I'm on my skateboard, and this kid, or I'm, and I, you know, I'm a kid at the time. Yeah. And um, I was just skating from like HSS to my car, and this, and you know, I can't hear out of my left ear. Like I'm pretty sure. Really? Like my close friends know, but like, like when <laughs> I'm at you a, guys all know. Now you all know I can't hear it on my left ear. So if you were trying to talk to me and I wasn't listening, or you thought I was a dickhead because I didn't answer you, it was because I couldn't actually hear you. Oh shit! So I just want to <laughs> let you guys. Know. You're forgiven. But yeah, like I was skating and um and this cop was trying to pull me over on on this bike. I was skating and he was like, uh, like yo, why didn't you hear me? And I was like, oh, I can't hear. Like on my left ear, and he's like, "Well, I'm writing you up for a ticket." And I was like, what, "Why are you writing me up for a ticket?" And he's like, "Oh, because you're skating on the sidewalk." And I was just like, <laughs> "Damn, what?" <laughs> We're like in Huntington Beach, Surf City. Like it's surfing and skating is the culture. And uh, and he writes me up, and then he was like, "You know, you get down, you going down the list," and like the dude was like, "Yo." Or he didn't say yo. He's like, <laughs> he's like, hey, you're black, right? And I was like, what? Wow. Oh. In my mind at the time, like Whoa. I didn't really think anything of it. But like uh, once I got back from all of that, like that day, I was kind of like, did he just like really ask me that? if I was like, he, he was like, you're black, right? And I was like thinking was was he racially profiling me because i was just skating down the street in this like mm -hmm. in downtown huntington beach like you know it was kind of like it's kind of weird like it that's weird i didn't really think anything of it because like skating you're always running from cops 
it's really weird. it's really weird. <laughs> yeah, it's like but you, you know, can tell if it's because you're skinny or because you're black. Right? Yeah, like it's Damn. always it's always <laughs> a double whammy. Like. Oh, it's always because I'm skating because oh. like either I'm not supposed to be in like this like the schoolyard. So you probably broke into right. I've <laughs> legit had like helicopters after us. Yeah, because we were like break like we would. You're skating or black? Uh, skating. <laughs> we would like. Yeah, like we would hop fences yeah. and into like uh, schools and like skate the school and like get chased out by cops by there mm-hmm. or like we're like skating at like a spot and like security guard comes and the calls the cops on us like you know like cops and stuff have been like a big part of my life but <laughs> in a different way yeah so like that was a very like crazy outlier of it because it was just like what like. I fucking live here. Yeah. <laughs> like I've skated this sidewalk over and over and over. Did so you hear me kinda, saying, bro? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, dude, it was a, uh, it was really weird, and it uh, that that kind of opened my eyes to like, uh, oh okay, you know, because I never, because you know, yeah. I was talking earlier about like growing up Christian, like I didn't do, I didn't go to parties, yeah, I didn't like. You know, swear. Like smoking weed is bad. Yeah. Smoking cigarettes is bad. Still is. Yeah. And um, cursing is bad. And so I never went out to parties. I yeah. never got in trouble that way. So yeah. like I never really had that like racial profiling being out like that. It's yeah. always just kind of been skating. But mm. you know, skating comes with running away from the already. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the crazy part because yeah, when you skated, you know, fucking Asian. Like no. even I got <laughs> you're, like you're, cops, you, right? you are legit doing something wrong. Yeah, you're you're, you're <laughs> you doing something at home wrong. Studying. Yeah. So you don't know sometimes. Are you gonna be a doctor well, if you skate? Like I knew because I knew okay, I broke into this fucking school, you know what I mean? I waxed up this curb or yeah. whatever. So that's There's the reason, a reason why. Yeah, and they told me to leave three times and I didn't, so yeah. I understood. But skating while black is fucking probably even more confusing because then you're like, is it really because I'm fucking skating? Especially if you're only skating on the sidewalk mm. you know, and you're in fucking surf city, Huntington Beach, right? Because I've seen it where, you know, through the years where, you know, because obviously we have black friends and, and you kind of see it through like their lens and, and especially when you're around them. Mm. You know, I was with, with uh, Glover, which is our last guest, yeah. good friend of mine. We, you know, skate together and we only got in trouble because we always fucked around, you know? Yeah, like but, we're legit doing something yeah, wrong. Yeah, legit doing something wrong. And I think the first time I ever noticed something like profiling was when we were in, you know, uh, downtown Huntington Beach walking around. And the dude was just, he just loved blue. He would wear like blue Supras, blue uh, Iron King I already, see where, I already see where this is yeah, going. Blue jeans. Like. And then I was walking down the street with him and the cop was like, hey, you need to sit down. So over there, and then they were asking him like uh, questions. And he's like, why am I you know, can you sit down? And they're like, oh, because we're just wondering if you're part of the Crips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Huntington's weird. Yeah, it is, Hunt- it is weird. Huntington, it's, it's, it's a beautiful place. It's a great place it to could live. Be amazing, right? But, but yeah, like there's there's some like, you know, there's some odd things that, yeah. that sometimes happen. Yeah. Um, I, I personally don't have much of those experiences. That's good. Because everyone thought I was like, Puerto Rican. Or like, <laughs> I can see it. Definitely not Middle Eastern. People don't think I'm Middle Eastern. Oh, really? But yeah. Everyone thinks I'm like Spanish or something like that. Yeah, so you like, can dye your hair blonde up here, get a little Bud Bunny look. Yeah. That's true, Every, true. Yeah. So it, it's kind of like I didn't get that yeah. much because of because I am not fully. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like I could be anything. It's just that one instant was, it really stood out well. because like this guy really profiled me. Straight up, basically. Yeah, right? like legit profiled me. And I was like, Damn, 
wild, oh. you know, but like, yeah, but I don't, I never got it much. So it didn't really affect me. It was just a, oh shit. Okay. Perks of being only part. <laughs> yeah. So if you're asking if it's cool being half, like sometimes. Sometimes, huh? Yeah. You know what? Actually, I have a story about where Glover being full black actually paid off one time. It's actually a pretty good story. So a long time ago, you know, when uh, camera lights were more prevalent, mm. like we were, we were cruising to go get some liquor in his car, and I was in the passenger seat. He drove a Miata, right? So it's just a two-seater. It's just him driving and me in the passenger. He got a camera ticket. He was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fucking you know, back then they would mail you the ticket with yeah. the picture, yeah. And in the car, you couldn't see him, you could only see his teeth. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm right there, just like you know, fucking talking to him about some bullshit. And then so he was like, Yo, Pete, you think um, I could get away with this by saying it's not me? I was like, I don't know. Why don't we just go to Santa Courts and, and see what's up? Actually, don't use this against us. We don't know what court <laughs> we went to. They don't have those anymore. Oh, okay, okay, that's good. Uh, so we went to the fucking like Santa Courts, and he had to write an office, and like it wasn't him. So he went up to a bunch of cops, and he was like, "Hey, you know, I got this ticket. It was mailed to me, but this isn't me." So he shows them the picture, and the cop obviously looks at it, and he's like, <laughs> "Fuck, I can't see shit, right? Except for those teeth." <laughs> and then. And he's like, fuck, am I going to be racist if I fucking say it's still <laughs> him? Or should I just let him go? <clears throat> so the cop's like, okay, you're good. We'll write it off as like someone took your car or whatever, and you're good to go. But the funny thing is I was with him at when the cop signed off for it. And, and I was in also the car? in the fucking what? picture. Uh, they, they're, they're, like, yeah, they're like, oh, we just got to fucking are. write it off. That's the only time that he tells me, he's like, the only time that being black actually benefited me. I was like, that's <laughs> fucking crazy. They probably saw his Asian get too, like, oh, they all look alike. Like, yeah, can't that say too, that. that too. They probably like, um, is he the same Asian guy in the fucking car? No. Or is he just like, uh, no, no, yeah, he, no, exactly. Not. You know what's funny about those? It's during the, in the street, right? Yeah. Okay, those were all owned by a private company. It wasn't even really part of like the government or anything like that Whoa, really? it was these private companies they would set up the camera so it was like a third party that would work with like your city or whatever but it wasn't a legal thing that's why if you didn't pay it nothing happened really that's, yeah remember when like somebody was like going around just like smashing them yep or like covering them up oh yep. yeah yeah so like, smashing it, them, covering it, them was up. A, it was illegal that they yep. were like, it was and it was illegal you can't be doing that because so it wasn't crazy. an actual law that they had pl- like, put in place or anything it's just you they would send you a fucking fine and people would pay it dude those things are crazy though because like i've heard a couple of different stories very similarly like let's say you park somewhere illegally in like a parking lot when it's like privately owned they give you a ticket it's not from like the government it's no, not it's from not. the cops so you actually don't have to even pay them yep. that but people do because just have the fear of like oh god i always had this idea is this true can you like when they say sign here if you're going to take care and you're signing here says that you're going to take care of this ticket yeah what if you don't sign it oh yeah that's also very true like no. i'm not going to take care of this ticket i'm not going <laughs> to sign this yeah I don't know, but then, but then again, my grandma's like, "Yo, just do what you say, like, do what they oh. say, because shit is like shit could pop off." Yeah, yeah we're brown, so we can't like, be doing that. I've like my grandma has taught me to like always like, all right, when you get pulled over, which it happened a lot. I got pulled over a lot. Why? Really? Yeah, maybe it's because my car was bright. It was like orange. But, oh. like, but my hand, like, I, I would always would turn the car off, put my hands outside the car. Yep. With uh, the keys 
in my hand. Oh, is yes. your grandma black? Yes. Okay. Yeah. She's smart. Yeah. She's yeah. like, yo, just make sure that they know that you're not going anywhere and they yeah. can see where your hands are and all that stuff. So, you know, some so, sometimes the cops are like, what are you doing? But then I was like, I'm just listening to my grandma. That's a smart lady. No, that's, but that's, that's the thing. That's a reality sometimes that you have with like, you know, this is shitty the, reality the black experience where I've heard this from other people as well, where it's like when you have a run in with a cop mm. or anything like that, you have to have these kind of procedures already in place. Like black parents teach their kids that ahead of time, like in case that ever happens to them, where it's like, you have to make yourself yeah. seem as least like yeah. as like not as what do you call, like look dangerous or it's not like you're gonna do something you know hands in the air whatever like whatever makes you seem so safe because the reality crazy. is it's like bad shit happens you know there's yeah. racist ass people out there who will get you just for the color of your skin see yeah. but that's like the opposite experience for me right like being asian i've done some shit where like i definitely <laughs> should have not gotten away with it right they just look at me like i'm a good citizen somehow like i remember one time this was a long ass time ago when i first got into like you know, import cars and shit like that. I had my 240 S14 98. Let's go. Yep, yep. <laughs> now I had been leaving uh, this bowling alley, Lindbrook, which was open 24 7 back in the time. And uh, I think I was, it was like 4 a.m. And then this car was like tailing me. Mm. And I was like, what the fuck is this car doing? So I, at the red light, I peeled out. I just fucking peeled out. In front okay, of me. yeah, that's yeah. that's privilege. Exactly, exactly. This is what I'm fucking saying. This is what I'm fucking saying. I am not. I not didn't peeling know I out. Could do that. Yeah, you see, that's exactly what I'm saying, right? So then I drive off, and this car pulls me. Uh, it, the lights go on. I'm like, fuck, it was a cop, right? So it pulls me over, and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, he was like, "How old are you?" I was like, "I'm 18." He's like, "Act your age, not your shoe size." Blah blah. blah. And then, <laughs> nice. and then finally, after being aggressive, he's like, "All right, you could go." And oh I was my like, "Damn." God. And honestly, yeah, that was fucking hella privilege. You know what yeah. I mean? And I've seen the opposite side when I'm like yeah. with my black friends. I'm like, oh shit. No, I've never gotten off on a ticket. Really? Never ever. Off on a no, ticket? no, no. The, the only one time I ever got off on a ticket was when something worse was happening at the same time. Oh, I Dude, I've heard about like, that. You're lucky. Yeah, they're like, you're lucky. I gotta go. Wow. But ever, like, I've never gotten off with a ticket. I've it literally gotten like, off of three tickets, and one was you? one was drinking and driving. Oh, fuck. but that one's a good story. Like, well, maybe it's really. Yeah, we're kind of. I am kind of light. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck. I, we were. I was with you guys actually. We, really? me and Anne, had gone to WeHo, uh -huh. and we were all party with you guys. And we took Hector back. He was drunk as fuck. He brought a guy with him. And they're both in the back. Some like I know Hector. Shout out Hector. <laughs> shout out Hector. Shout out to Hector. Um, he knows the story. He brought he brought back with him some like small blonde Asian dude, like a skinny mat. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> and he starts to throw up in the back of my seat. You know, oh, he's like, Jesus and we're we're on the four hundred five. We're going back. I think we're around Downey. And I'm like, oh shit. He's like, you know. Oh. And I pull out into like you know a random like we're on the freeway, so we whatever whatever exit, mm. and we find a random freaking like plaza. He gets out. He throws up in the, you know the little cup bins. He throws yeah. it there in my car. He goes outside. He's he's throw up all over himself. Whoa. He's like in the like the little classic Hector. Yeah. <laughs> Not Hector. This is the guy. This is the guy. This oh, is the guy. The this, guy. No, no, this is the guy. Oh, this is the guy he brought. This is the guy he brought. And so he goes outside. Sorry, he finishes his business. Business. He comes back into my car. All he's wearing are these like neon green uh -huh. with yellow accent, like Speedo. No, really, it's tight. Literally, yeah, real tight, real tight. And I was like, what the? And he just gets back in. He's like, okay, I'm good. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I have to go outside and look through his clothes, and I'm like, okay, get his phone, get his wallet, get his keys, and it's all like oh, it's all messy. God. I leave his clothes there. I ain't picking that yeah. up. You know, put that back in the car. And then I'm driving and I'm like trying to find the freeway. And then it's, it's, this is like three in the morning. It's pitch yeah. black. 
Have you guys ever seen that um, that scene from Heldon Kumar where they're crossing the street? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's just like fucking that. I see this rent. I miss the exit. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to make a little U-turn. It's a legal U-turn. Make a legal U-turn. Woo, 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 woo. So, AKA sounds like Irvine. Yeah. No. <laughs> Under the fucking bridge was this random cop that was just hiding there. There's no cars around us. Again, at sounds all, like Irvine. At all. Because nothing happens <laughs> in the fucking Irvine, bro. I know exactly why it happens. He pulls me over and I'm like, fuck, I've been drinking. Like, you could smell the beer on me. Jesus you know? Christ. And it's me driving. Anne's in my passenger seat. Hector's in the back. And then that, that guy's passed out. And I look at the cop and he's like, oh, you got to get out of the car. He makes me get out of the car. I do the little like walk thing. And I tell my fucking story. I'm like, yeah, you know, my friend picked up this dude. He started throwing up all in my car. You can smell it. The guy feels so bad for me. He's like, I'm going to let you go. Wow. You had a rough night. Lucky. That is very lucky, dude. Or is he lucky? Disclaimer, though, we don't condone drinking and driving, no, but we're done with past. Yeah. To be honest, we, we've fucking we done are it. done with yeah. that. Just, just be honest. If you are a darker shade than this, do not drink and drive. I've always gotten a ticket, but not anymore. I also drive slow. I also have a Prius. Wait, so. what happened to your Z4? Okay, you went from huh? yeah, Z4, right? I, I, have a, I have a Z3. It's yeah, I have a Z3 here. Shout out Joey out in um, DC who's taking care of it. But oh, he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's fixing it up. He's nice, like doing nice. another color. We're doing a... Uh, British racing green on it. Oh, sick! Yeah, nice. it's gonna be it's gonna be nice. Yeah, congrats! Nice. I actually remember him talking about that car for like a long time. I love I love that it. I love that car. Yeah, and um, uh, my uh, business partner before uh, he got it for me. Uh, I will not get it, but I paid for it. <laughs> oh, you paid uh, for it? Yeah, like, but yeah. So like, I have that uh, a motorcycle uh, Harley eight eighty three iron, and then a uh, Prius. So save. Gas money game. Yes. Yep. It's yeah. all it's all about saving these days. You're a bad boy, but still economical. Shout out Toyota. <laughs> all right, so, so I'm, I'm asking you this. We, we, we've been talking a lot about the past, right? And we're talking about everything but this. Because now that we kind of have a little bit more information on you, yeah. you know, obviously you and DJ. And there's some wine in the... You went to school where you're, you're a minority, hell a minority, 10, one out of 10, right? Yeah. Not only that, but like you skate, you did sports, you own your own brand, like, and you're just like you, you pursue well, so well, many different well, things. Well, the, the brand thing came later, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. But in general, like, I'm not, I'm not following that strict guideline, but like, I'm assuming through those years of like when you meet people and in, in, in the dating scene, things have changed like drastically for you, right? Because at one point, you were just a skater kid mm-hmm. in the streets, like, you know, getting pulled over by the cop for getting no fired reason. from knots. So now, like, you're owning your own business. And, and, you know, another thing that I know about him and Mario does too a little bit is that you also moved to New York for a while. Yeah. So I left the whole, like, sales life behind. And actually, like, uh, this dude, Tempo, DJ Tempo, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you know. Yeah. Uh, so he he was helping me to DJ. Preja actually was uh, the guy who was helping me get gigs, Courtney. and um, I took a hiatus of just partying, which when I dropped out of school, sorry mom, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I just DJed for like shit, man, like two two years, and I DJed Sheesh. all the clubs that like Inkahoots. Damn. All right, I'm gonna. All right, we're gonna go back in the past. We got In Cahoots. All right, Square we have uh, we have Club Red. Uh-huh. Oh Remember yeah, that Club yeah, Red. Yeah. Eight, eight, eight uh, afterwards, Envy. Eight, yeah, Legacy. Yeah. yeah, and then um, uh, Time used to be called 
Sutra. Sutra. Yeah, it was Sutra. So since I DJed at Sutra, I actually DJed at Avalon in LA. Oh, nice. Club Blue, if you all know Yo, about Club if Blue. If you know West, Club Blue, you know if, Club If you know about Club Blue. Y'all yeah, are degenerates. <laughs> y'all are degens. Not going to deny that. Bless your heart. But yeah, I, um, yeah, I DJed all over like OC in LA. And um, actually like the biggest event I've ever done was in Mexico, uh, oh. uh, Mexico. Mexicali. Oh, okay. Me and the guys, we got a car. We we met some friends um, from the Disco Villains back in the day. Disco Villains. Uh, yeah. They, uh, so those guys invited us to go out to Mexicali, and I DJed in front of 5,000 people. That's sick. After Steve Aoki. What? Which is, yeah. which is why? Why? Am I gonna DJ after Steve Aoki? Because yeah, yeah. after that, I was just like, after Steve Aoki. Oh, after Steve. Oh shit! Now yeah. I was thinking yeah, like, oh, he before, right? Yeah, I, I swear he's like, good luck, kid. <laughs> got, I was like, That's okay, wild. and I was just DJing with my head down, like, oh my god, <laughs> dude! I, I I got my set. I hope I don't fuck up, you know. Um, but yeah, I DJed for a while, and then it was actually down here. I parked in. You know, this was, I'm, I'm sure downtown Santa Ana is a little safer now, but yeah. oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I went to, uh, I, was, I got off a gig and I went to Proof Bar mm -hmm. and um, came back and my DJ equipment was stolen. <gasps> hey. Yeah. That's so worst thing ever. So shout out Ryan Britt. Mm. He used to work at I'm King. Yeah. He then, um, he was like, yo, do you want to get back into this? I have a marketing position, like an intern marketing position with I'm King. Shout out, I'm King. Yep. Mm. Um, and uh, so I, I took that as a sign, you know, because I'm still like low key, like religious in a way of like, okay, God's doing shit yep. to put me in a different path. God's looking out and, for you. And I always think about the little like points in your life that is like a decision that you have. It's either red or blue. And there's certain things in your life where you're like, okay, if I take the red pill, I'm going Ooh. this way. If I'm taking the blue yep. pill, I'm going this way. Like the one of the first ones was when I was doing the um, the um, the the sales rep, the the sub rep job mm -hmm. with Globe. Yeah, I worked at um, Avenue, which oh, used to be called, yes. well, is now called Orange County General Store. So I would is that work. What it is? Yeah. It's now, yeah. Oh damn. Yeah. Uh, so I used to work. Uh, shout out Ken and uh, Toshi. And um, so I, God bless their heart too, because <laughs> I was like, because because I was working there, and then I got a call to go on a sales run down in um, down in San Diego, but I was also scheduled to work at that store, oh. and I had to make this decision of like, what am I gonna do? So I just like I said, fuck it. I'm going to go for what I really truly want. And I went in there, like I think I was like 18, 19, and just was like, hey, guys, uh, I have to go do this uh, sub rep job over mm -hmm. in San Diego. And they're like, oh, okay. Like, are you gonna work today? I was like, no, I can't. It's today. They're like, and they're like. Really? I was like, yeah, dude, like, I have to take off. And then they let me go that day, obviously. <laughs> but I did something for myself. Yeah. And that was one of the pivotal points in my life where I was able, like, I did something what I want, did something for myself, and it put nice. me in a trajectory to what that is.
So same thing with um, when Ryan hit me up and I got my stuff stolen, I just saw that as a sign like, am I going to still continue DJing, which it is fun, mm-hmm. but also there's a lot of things that come with that. And yeah. it's like going out late, mm-hmm. drinking all the time, yeah. maybe, <laughs> other, maybe other curricular activities at the time. <laughs> You know, so I, I took that as like I'm gonna go back into my yeah. original passion, which was to be in the industry itself. Yeah. Um so I did that with Ryan and then that's when I started my life with I'm King. Yeah, so I was gonna ask, ask about um your I'm King experience. Were you the one who created the Lindsay Lohan shirt? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just an intern there. Um I work with Alex Quang. I think I, I hope I said that right. <laughs> um, but yeah, Alex now does tattoos out here. Oh, um, nice. But um, yeah, Al, I came in through Ryan. Did uh, I was under Alex, um, and he he like he taught me a lot too because he was like, I all had all these ideas of things to do, and you know he would kind of just be like, okay, but how can we do that for free? Um, you know, like that, that, that type of idea, yeah. you know, so that you can like think of better ways to like promote the product rather than, you know, just throwing money at stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it like made you think outside the box of, you know, doing that. But yeah, like I'm, I'm King was a very crazy time in a sense <laughs> of, of like just in general living that life of uh, like at the time too, I was like, I was working as an intern at I'm King. I worked at Native Foods as a as a uh, server, and then I had a uh, I did a cake job, uh, Dolce Monticelli. This like oh, like wow. bun these bun cakes they made like butter rum cakes. Yeah, yeah. But I would wake up early in the morning and go, um, I would go do this cake job from like five in the morning to like eleven or twelve, and then from there go to my internship. And I would do that from like maybe eleven to five, and then go to my, um, and and then go to my uh, uh, restaurant job, and do that from like five to eleven. Costa Mesa. I worked at the Costa Mesa one a couple times, but my main one was over in um, Irvine, uh, Aliso Viejo. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was it was pretty wild. Like I learned a lot from those guys. Uh, shout out Andy and Polo. Hey. Of it. Hopefully I'm not missing anybody. It's been a long time. Like Marilyn. Marilyn's killing it. She's oh, doing yeah. photography now. Is she still doing stuff with Skrillex? I, I think so. Marilyn can correct me on yeah. on the on the podcast. But uh, yeah, like it, it was a very cool collective of people, uh, you know, and they taught me a lot about like everything. Like mm. I, I did marketing there and then I got into sales with um i went back into sales because like for me i wanted to start getting paid yeah you know and like (laughs) internship in america bro yeah it's like being an internship in the marketing department you don't really see results in marketing unless it's like later Mm. you know like you don't like you can set this marketing plan but you're not going to see the results like fast and i want i want quickness i want you to evaluate me right now yeah so like i went into sales and i worked under chris now over mm. at uh at i'm king and then lee uh, lee ramirez and then mm. um yeah and i just did cold calls and all that stuff i took on the east coast because no one wanted to do it what's the most important thing you learned that mm. you took to your business actually it wasn't from i'm king but it stuck with me forever like shout out wally if you guys wally, know wally bro wally was i never told him but he really like uh, 
he said to never stay comfortable, always stay hungry. Mm. And that kind of like stuck with me. So I, I always was just hungry. So I always like just wanted more and more and more. Maybe nice. that's why I always got fired from. <laughs> that's funny. Know, Cause I always wanted more than just what I had. Yeah. That's I, funny. Cause while he started a restaurant, right? He like did the whole munchies thing, which was like right here. And I think it moved downstairs and I think they closed down during COVID, mm-hmm. but that's interesting. He told yeah, you, like, he has a, he has an NFT thing with, oh, uh, does with, he with Richard from him. It led into like, I'm King and kind of just, you know, those guys taught me just, how to work with a team because that was my like that was my first team yeah you know and then also like it's not always about like money yeah. it's about like how you can do it without money type of thing mm-hmm. you know because there because there was still grassroots like this was like during like lrg was like hot yeah and and, 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 and lrg kind of like you know like rest in peace jonas but he like set this blueprint of how brands can ev- can be a brand because before it was like sh- like was Sean John, wild, yeah. all that you had to have money, you had to have, you know, something. And like at like LRG came out and was just like, oh, we're a underground brand, Huge. and I we fuck with underground artists, mm-hmm. and you know if you're wearing LRG, this is the message. Yeah, you know, so like that kind of then trickled down to like you know there was a lot of OC brands. There was like Obey. Triumvir. Oh yeah, Trevor. Triumvir, shout out, um, yeah. shout out, Richard, Arisu. and and, uh, Arisu. and and Kevin. Yeah, Arisu, which I actually worked with too. That's oh, you I, did. That's how I know Wally. I think um, I still have some pants from them. I swear. Yeah. Really. See what what's crazy about this is that this really mostly started in OC. Like this OC, there was a shit, lot of OC streetwear. I don't even understand, dude. Because because one of the things that I've, I actually want to ask Andy about it that gets us mad is that when people refer to OC as LA, because we are two separate entities, right? Like we yeah. are similar in certain ways, but we're OC separate. is not LA. Yeah. Not LA by any means. Yeah. And it's crazy because there's a lot of shit that started out here that people won't even acknowledge us for. You know what I mean? Like people think like it doesn't even exist. That it doesn't, we're like vanilla, but that's always been the case with OC, right? Whether we talk about fucking the OC show where they only feature like Newport beach, Laguna beach and shit like that. But there's everything else that's like fucking Santa Ana. You know what I mean? Like all those other cultural fucking melting pots are out here. That's made such a big deal and paving the way for that fucking industry. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. I just want to give like props to like, all the guys, all the people that I worked with mm-hmm. that were older than me, that then went on to do more. Mm-hmm. Like they then laid out a blueprint for us. Yeah. You oh, know, for sure. like, like Andy and Polo, they showed us that you can start a brand or mm-hmm. like, you know, same thing with Arisu, same thing with um, uh, Triumvir, same yeah. thing with uh, like, like all these guys showed us that it's possible to just do more. There's more than what OC is, yeah, you know, and then from Andy, then yeah. came the restaurants. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and Andy helped people. Like, like I started yeah. afters, afters. Yep. you yep. know, and you can do it too. And now there's so 100%. many restaurants in OC that are Food popping is out. Crazy, bro. So there's one thing that you mentioned a couple of times, something about oh, how can we do this shit for free, right? I remember yeah. specifically talking to Andy about this. I was like, yo, how the fuck did you start? A brand? Did you pay everyone? 
And he was like, no, I can't pay everyone. Uh, and I was like, how did you convince them to work for you? He's like, honestly, during that time, we sold them hopes and dreams. Like, that's all we could do. Yeah. And they believed in us, and they were a talented crew, and it happened, you know? And I, I think, like, if there's anything to take away from everything that David's saying, or, like, that's the blueprint before him is that if you bring your hopes and dreams and people believe in you, like, there's so much you can fucking achieve. Yeah. That doesn't need, like, money involved. You know? Yeah, like... I went into sales because I know that that is the easy indicator of like how you can like get money. Yeah, yeah. Of you course. know, like how well you're doing. Mm -hmm. But like in general, yeah. Like I just liked what they were doing, mm -hmm. and I liked the community. Yeah. And I liked the the family mm -hmm. aspect of it. Exactly. I liked how everyone was together. I liked that there was, a, huh? there was a place that we were doing stuff that was just it, it was bigger than us. Yeah. You know, like, I I don't know how crazy it was for Andy and Polo, but I'm pretty sure now knowing that it's, like, <laughs> now, now knowing that I'm a business owner now with, like, my agency and my store and then the brand, like, it's, like, you know, I'm pretty sure they went through a lot. That was pretty, like, like wake up at night and just, like, That's what am I doing? Yeah. You know, like, why are all these people working for me? Or why are all these people, like... Yeah. You know, so like shout out them. They really kind of like, you know, they helped me get to where I'm at, too. How did you start? I was working with I'm King. I was with like Chris and Lee in the sales department. Like me and Lee would just we call it phone banging. And but we would just like we would uh, call people over like this calling, just mm -hmm. cold calling people. Right. But one day we, we went into this place called Family Sports and Family Sports. Uh, I asked the uh, buyer at the time. I was like, yo. Um, like what's popping, like what's good. And he showed us this brand called Rustic Dime. Mm. And then he told us the price. And then me and Lee were like, what? Like, you know, these jeans are like, you know, 1750 wholesale. And, uh, um, and then we went to another spot called uh, Boardwalk. Dave, the, the buyer, uh, I asked the same question because like going off of that, I was like, oh, like, let's see what else is popping out here, right? So then he told me his, his friend Daniel, uh, Daniel Cassidi, he owns Rossaclat, which is, like, huge now. So me and Lee, like, we're like, yo, like, what do we do? And I was like, let me write up some contracts and, like, see if we can do sales for them. So as you guys should know, the best way to have an uh, interview or a meeting is always over food. Drinks, too. So with um, Rus Rustic Dime... My voice cracked. <laughs> Rustic Dime. We did. Um, we did a dinner at not not Kabuki, oh. the the Japanese barbecue spot. Oh, it used to be all you could eat for. Like Gaiukaku. Gaiukaku. Oh, yeah, I hope I said that right. Yeah, you did. Like, yeah, Gaiukaku. Gaiukaku. Gaijin. Yeah. So we had the meeting with Rustic Dime there, and then uh, I sent over the contract. They signed it uh, with me and Lee, and then. Uh, Rustic Dime, or I mean, with uh, Rossaclat, we did tacos. Easy money, right <laughs> That's the so secret. Take them out money. to dinner. Yeah, so Daniel loved us, and then we um, we, we signed contracts for that. And then uh, me and Lee were out the gates just trying to get sales from. Hmm. Uh, and then over time, I was, I was working under Chris, but like, you know, a lot of stuff that I was at the time very ego-driven about, and I was very like like, why me type of thing. Like, I now understand why things happened. Any particular thing that you could think of? Another point in my life where I had to make a decision of whether what to do, it was mm. like, 
um, the contract was close to being up, and I believe Lee was not like confident that we were going to be able to keep these guys as clients, and uh, so we partnered with he partnered with uh, Chris to uh, to do the brands. I didn't necessarily know, but um, Lee gave me the the uh, Lee gave me the option of like, and I still remember. It was like at a fucking jack-in-the-box next to his house. <laughs> Food, huh? Yeah, but it was like, you know, you can either work with us to do East Coast or you can be an independent rep. Oh, wow. And so I swallowed my pride and ego and was like, I'll just work with you guys. You know, it was very, like, heartbreaking at the time because I thought that I was being like, 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 oh, these guys went behind my back and did it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe it is like that. But really, in general, I understand it over time mm-hmm. that I just know that, you know, to I wasn't bringing in numbers. Yeah. You know, and that's what sales is all about. So I, in order to keep these guys, like, they had to make a decision. So I, so I started working with those, those guys. And I was, like, one of the – I was, like, probably the first – I was the first uh, – Sales rep for leverage. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh wow! That's crazy. Because where they're at now, it's like yeah, they're huge now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. From that, I started working with those guys doing uh, East Coast sales. Wow. Because no one wanted. Like, yeah. No one was. No one wanted to do East Coast. I mean, you're from the West Coast. Like East Coast sales is like a long distance relationship. At that yeah. Point. But I also was like, my my ultimate goal was to. Why is my voice cut? Blame it on the wine. Yeah. I'm still growing, guys. Um, my ultimate goal was to live in. Live outside of OC, yeah, because OC it, I saw as like it was a bubble. Bubble, yeah, became really familiar, right? Too familiar. It was just like what else? Like what else is there to do here? So all right, so to kind of like yeah. go off of that, I know we we know your professional history now, right? And then you've gone through a lot of phases, whether professional or not. Like whether yeah. growing up in Long Beach and be a scrappy kid to going to OC and find out you have to scrap for everything to being a DJ. Getting into sports, getting into sales, mm. like one one big thing is that you know with a lot of phases in your life, you probably meet a lot of women. Like, <laughs> like how how does that change? And especially as you become more confident in like your abilities, like I'm sure. And then again, just to go back onto the fact that you moved to New York, this the dating climate or the dating setting. I'm sure it constantly changes, right? Being in the this environment, I always was never a sure shot. What do you mean? I can't take this guy seriously. Type of really? Thing. Is that in work like, or like I've had I've had total probably four girlfriends, three girlfriends. Yeah. Like relationship, like like real like, serious like, ones. Like, you mean? Yeah, like serious ones. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, like I'm traveling all like I'm traveling all the time. Yeah. So it's yeah. just like, hey, what's up? I'm popping in. <laughs> you know, or like, hey, you're leaving. You know. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. It, like I always was uh, I I would always long for something mm. more. Um, sustainable or more permanent yeah but i was always leaving because like for me work is always first yep yeah like it sucks you know but it to find a person who is your work is first like i will yeah like handle your shit yeah. Get get the bag, boo. When was that the case, though? I mean, obviously, you, you've made this into your career and your business, right, as, like, entrepreneur. But at a certain point, when you were younger, that wasn't always the case, right? Well, like, yeah. So. The, the first the first girlfriend I had, I don't know if I should say names. No, I mean, yeah, you can bleep it out. We always do. Okay. 
like, well, yeah, my 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 first girlfriend, mm-hmm. she knows who she is. <laughs> um, I was definitely like a shithead. Like I just wasn't. Uh, it was my first relationship, and I didn't know the do's and don'ts. Were you in that mindset already? Like I want someone permanent already, or was it, it at that time? It's never like that. Mm-hmm. Like it always okay. feels like it. Yeah, yeah. But course. it never is that because mm-hmm. it's like. What I believe is like dating people is finding out more about yourself. Yeah. Like, and like, it sucks that when you have to go through, like, I hope you don't have to go through, like, go through so many people to understand that. But like, Mars gone know, through. I was like, no, did you dare? I was like, you ran through. It's you like, ran through. There's no no running through people. <laughs> but yeah, like, it's just like you know, um, I've had, you know, I. I was never that, I would say, cute and or good-looking. Huh? Up really? In, up until I was, like, 19. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. that's understandable. Like, high school hell young. High school was weird. I never had a girlfriend in high school, but then when oh, I turned wow. 19, like, that's when, like, I actually started to, like, grow, grow, grow a beard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, grow a beard or, like, grow, grow into myself. And um, it was a lot to take in because it was just more of, like, how do I, like... I don't know myself. Yeah, and you're trying but, to navigate uh, yourself on navigating. Yeah, I'm trying to navigate myself at the same time. Like I'm in a relationship, and it's kind of just like it's hard. It's hard because like you know they most likely don't know who they are at the time, yeah. and I don't know who I am at the time. And then we're both trying to figure out like how to be together. And like there's great times, then there's really bad times, yeah. and there's you know okay time. Like you know what I mean? It's like at the time when you're young, I just I I'm all I'm cool with all of my exes. Yeah. Oh, like, really? All of them? Yeah. Because like I always left off like at, at the time it, it seems harsh. Oh yes. You know, but at like over time I'm just like you know like I lose my ego. I'm just like that's the biggest thing. Just lose your ego. Like yeah. if your ego is gone, like you can just literally be like I'm sorry. I was a shithead. I should have yeah. been, you know, mm-hmm. this. I've learned a lot of a lot about myself yeah. doing like from that. Now I'm a better person. You know, you, you said that like you were told shit at your first relationship. You're you've you're at four now out of like from 19 till now you're 34. Yeah, the first didn't really know who I was at the time. Yeah, um, and just wasn't really thinking about another person's feelings. Mm-hmm. And blinders then, on. Yeah, blinders on. You know, but it was like. Like it's funny, it's like when you're in a relationship, you don't you're you're more blinded, but in, oh yeah, but different when it, way. When it is just the world, like you know, I smoked weed and then <laughs> my, blinders, my blinders was off, but then I didn't know about the second blinder. Oh, you know the relationship. Yes, the right relationship there. blinder. Because you get rid that, of that one with shrooms. You need that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> second one, she was younger than me. She broke up with me. First one, I broke up with. What, what was your longest relationship? It's always been a year. Always been a year. Yeah. Really? Every single one? Always been a year. I think that's, so it's like how the story goes is that (laughs) three months, after three months of dating, you're like, okay, am I going to keep seeing this person? And then after the year, it's like, am I really going to see this person? I say that all the time. It's three months. You get to know what a person is really about. Uh And when you get the the three month mark, you get to decide, okay. Am I going to continue dating this person? Yeah. Like I've gone to know them for a good while now. It's like that's the the first that's the first road bump. 
And then it's the six months. Because mm. at the six months, depending on who you are, it's like, okay, does this person become my girlfriend? Does this, do I see this long term? And then it's the year when like, the can, year. like a year in, you guys know each other. You know how fucking yeah. weird you are. You know like so much of your deeper insecurities, your your goals, your hopes, mm. your dreams, and you get to know this person. And that's the breaking point where it's like, hey, do we keep, can I see this person it, with the rest of my life? So it's, it's all relative everyone yeah. yes like the, it's very relative the, like, I think the time, it's like the timeline sure. the timeline doesn't have to be exactly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but these marks um it's always been a year because when you're at the year it's like can i do another year yep. yeah yep. that's that's the idea so it's kind of just like that's what it was so now that you say that the pattern is a year and within your four relationships yeah. right what other patterns have you noticed do you have a type is there like a specific thing that you're going through your life that you find these women? Well, at? I I just want to say that when I was, <laughs> I never had I never had a I never had a relationship really, I never had relationships in high school. And then when I met like Danny and Daniel and Prija and Charles, mm-hmm. all those guys, um, we they infused me into. <laughs> He's got yellow fever. The, the, <laughs> They they infused me into the Westminster culture. So, I knew it. So, I knew it. And so then I was uh, like, I was just new. Yeah, yeah. You know, everyone knew each other already, and I was just this outlier person. Like, hey, what's up? I'm David. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so like, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I've told people this, but yeah, like I've. I've hung out with a lot of people, you know, and I've, 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 not a lot. It's not, a, it's not a lot. It's not a lot, but like, I just, we've like, I, I just was lost. Like, yeah. You like, you know what I mean? Like I figured out, but also too, everyone else was fucking lost too. Yeah. Bro. yeah. Like everybody was like trying to fight, like, f- like find themselves, you yep. know? So yeah. still are, dude. Yeah. Still, still never are. Ending, man. You know? So like mix that with like nightlife, you know, yeah. and, you know, you just get a lot of broken hearts and um, and questions and, you know, but I'll, but I was always honest and upfront. I was like, hey, not looking for a relationship. Yep. Like, yeah, you know, I just here like to enjoy our time together, yep. you know, but like, you know, that is like just a fucking line, you know, like, it is. you know, like it is like like you can be like super like honest about it. But in reality, it's like it's never just that. Oh, you guys so, gotta explain that to me. I don't understand. Please, man, bitch, you know fucking. Yeah, <laughs> <He really, he laughs> I thought you don't care. Yeah, David. Yeah, David. Please explain. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, no. It's honest, but yeah. it's, it's just something to say. But in reality, it's like that. It's never just that because someone's gonna catch feelings. At least it's been in my experience where it's like, look, you can tell someone like, hey. I'm not, I'm not looking for anything else. Like I am here just to have fun and you say it up front, but it's also a line because you know what you're doing at the same time too. Hmm. Like, you know, that you're creating this sort of, let's call it a relationship. Let's call it a dynamic between these two people. Like, you know, why are you doing that? When you know, you don't want something serious, but you know that other person might, you know, and in certain terms it could be, oh, maybe you're manipulating this person. But at the same time, it's like, Hey, you're looking for something too. Like Hmm. you can, you can talk about like loneliness. You can talk about wanting something, you know, and you're also trying to find yourself because at, at a younger age, everyone is lost you know, and you are trying to figure it out. And even though you have these interactions with people and it's like, you are honest about it and you tell them it is sometimes like a line and it's like, cause you know, it'll work. It's a scapegoat. Yep. You know, mm. like instead of being real, you know, like really real, like you just say, like, all right, be real right now. 
Mm. What would you? What would? What would young? What would older you? Oh. Say now, you know, to younger you, what would you have said then? I would no. be like, I'm not looking for a relationship, but I'm down to be your friend. Yeah. And then that's it, and not do anything else, and just continue to be friends. I totally thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say fuck, but (laughs) but that was the thing. It was like I, you know, you say that, and then you just keep doing. Yeah, you continue doing the same shit. You know, when you know the other person is gonna get feelings most likely. So it's like now David is just like, I'm just down to be your friend. Yeah. If I'm not feeling it, I'm I'm gonna let you know so that we don't waste time. Because now there's not a lot of time. Do you feel like now the difference between you back then, you now, is maybe like the approach? Because it sounds like before it was like you you didn't know how to, you know, approach it. But it seems like now you're more figured out, right? You're like, hey, I want to let you know this is my honest truth. A little bit more figured out. Right? Do you feel like, okay, this is just something I'm curious about because we always talk about West Coast, East Coast things, right? Like, do you feel like, there was a big change yes. between you living in LA versus New York. 100%. Okay, so so what would you say that would be? In New York, compared to OC, tell me like you have to ask somebody to go eat. So what's the difference? Like no, I'm, I know, I'm, I'm saying this like okay. in OC, yeah. like you you like I want to go eat. Let me go ask my friends. Yeah. And if nobody is down to go eat, then you just eat at home. And then what happens in New York? In New York, you just fucking go eat. You're hungry? Like, just go down, like, go eat. Okay, you're talking about solo. Yeah. But what, solo, what if you wanna, solo, dolo, eats. So what about if you don't want to go eat by yourself and is with someone you're interested in? What's the, okay, so I'm trying to just say, in general, it's more independent when you're out in New York. New York, uh, Because, like, everyone is fucking busy. You're saying California people are a little bit more dependent. You know, if you want to go eat, you ask your group of friends. If they don't, then it just kind of doesn't happen. New York, it's like if no one says yeah. anything, you just go eat by yourself. Like if you're eating by yourself in OC, people are... It's kind of weird. Yeah, they're like, yeah. where's your friends? Let me ask you first, like, what was the approach with women in, in Cali that, you know, that you took specifically? In the OC, um, to go anywhere, you're going from point A to point B in your mm-hmm. car. Yeah. No interaction with anybody else. You know, so like meeting people or having the opportunity or the uh, the ability to talk to a random person, it's a lot less than if you're in New York. New York, I have to take a train. I got to like walk. Mm-hmm. I got like you're interacting with so many different people that like, you know, you're at a bar. Yeah. And every one of us is like, oh, there's that girl. Do you want to go talk to her? Like, oh, yeah. no, I don't want to. <laughs> like, oh, I'm so shy. Like, I don't, you know, maybe won't she, she, like, she won't like me or like, you know, but it's just like in New York, it's like, hey, what's up? What do you do? Because everyone's from a different place. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like everyone's there just trying to make it, you mm. know? So it's kind of more just like, and, and you interact with people on the train and you interact with people outside. Yeah. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. But it's just like you have that, um, you have that, uh, what is it? Like you have the ability or the, the practice yeah. to like just talk to people. Opportunity is there. The opportunity is always there, but without intentions. Yeah. You okay. know, you just go there and just be like, you're at a bar. It's like, hey, where are you from? It's so easy. Yeah. You ask someone where you're from, you're like, what? I'm like, I'm from OC, bitch. <laughs> Damn. Actually, now you're telling me this, it like, sounds like the 
like an introvert's worst nightmare to be in New York, where it's like, oh, dude, like, like, alert. like New York can be the best place or the worst. What kind of person do you think fits in New York, though? Because now that you're telling me all this, right? And I'm not introverted, right? But, <laughs> but if I were to look at it, like, my everyday life is whether I get out of my house, I'm talking to people down the streets. Or I go on the subway. I'm talking to someone on the subway. Yeah. I'm getting off talking to someone. Usually, on you're the way not talking to people on the subway. You're just there. Or, okay, okay. But, but like opportunities there. But yeah, the like, are you are you? Is that seat taken? Like, you know, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Like, it's just, interactions. It's just the 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 fact that you're around different people oh. gives you the 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 ability to be more open to interacting. Do you feel like you built a courage up to then speak to randos? Yes, 100%. What, what was the uh, first thing that you could think of that when you went to New York, maybe at a random bar or whatever your experience was, yeah. like, hey, hey, uh, you know, I'm from Cali, whatever's so I'm here. Yeah. Like, what, what do they're you like, do? They're like, why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because the weather is shitty outside. Oh, that's you know? usually what they say about California's, yeah. huh? Yeah. Is that your line? Yeah, I'm from Cali. <laughs> yeah, bro, I'm from Cali. What's up, dude? So no, it's 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 literally it's like 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 where are you from? What do you do? Yeah. Um. You know where do you live? And then you can you know it's funny you, like you can judge a person where they live. Do yeah. you want to go back to my stairwell uh, apartment? <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you ever take people home to your beneath your I stairwell? Have. That is so. Different. That's hustle right there. I, I feel like if anything, that's probably one of the most different things, right? Because obviously the income discrepancy between New York and Cali is not super different. But the affordability wise is very different. Like a hundred K here is like you could probably be decently comfortable. Hundred K in New York is like you you live under a fucking bridge or something. Under shit. A stairwell. Yeah, under a stairwell. Yeah, my, the so it's rent, like the rent for like a at the time. Like it was probably like around $3,400. For the stairwell? <laughs> three hundred. Three hundred was my portion, but the, the place I think was like twenty four hundred okay. and that and that was living in Jersey City, which yeah. used to not be really nice, but now it's nice Seems as fuck. Better. It's like a like a seventh borough, you know, because it's it's literally right across the um the um the yeah, like you take like the subway uh, to World Trade Center. Mm. You know, so it's like it's very accessible. Um, but yeah, it's it, it it's expensive in New York because you pay for everything. Yeah. Because you, but then again, what are you paying for here? You're paying for car insurance. Mm. You're paying for your car. Gas. You're paying for gas. You know, so it kind of like balances out. Okay, if someone just tell me that they stayed in New York and they stayed under stairwell, I would be like, okay, well, for one, you're just trying to make it, right? The income oh, doesn't go. in a dream. Right, and mm. two, your income only goes so far. Yeah. So. Dating people and being understandable about their situation is probably a little bit more forgivable there. Yeah. Where, whereas if you live in Cali and you tell me you live under a stairwell, I'd be like, what the fuck is like, going okay. on? You see what I'm saying? Are you like, okay, bro? <laughs> so do you think that like New Yorkers in general, being from California, they're a little bit more understanding of like your situation? But, like New Yorkers... In yeah. general, understanding of what you're going through. Yeah, like like, yeah. hey, I'm I'm I I live in a one bedroom apartment where I share yes. with two people. Yeah, like, well, yeah, it's fucking yes. a New York. It's expensive. Yeah, but also too, you're not just in New York for no reason. Yeah, you either it's it's intentional to be there. So, so you have to ambition. You have to have ambition, or else you're gonna just get wiped out. It's dog eat dog there, right? Well, Give it's dog like if you're not gonna finish this job. Which in California, sometimes people do the job tomorrow. Yeah. You know, yeah. someone's going to take your job right then and there. So, like, that hustle mentality is yeah. what I loved about New York mm. was because, like, 
you know, I love the laid backness of like OC and all that, but like New York is where you get your hustle. Got and it. I've always been hungry. Got it. Shout out Wally again. Shout out so Wally. Uh, I wanted to ask about the differences between like dating here mm. and dating in New York. There is no relationships in New York for me. Wow. Because it's just, there's, I was young and. Oh, I just mean dating in general. I don't oh. mean a relationship. Oh, you know? just dating? Yeah, just oh, what was the game like? dating. What was yeah. the game like? Girls out in New York, they were very, um, like, ambitious. Because yeah. you have to be. You have to be ambitious. You have to be doing something. Some are, some are editors. Some are, f- like, fashion stylists. Mm-hmm. Some are, like, working at, like, multiple restaurants. Like, you know, like, all, like everybody there is a hustler. Yeah. So, like... Um, the dating of it is just more, just very free. Mm. It's more of like, are you, are you like, hey, let's get together at this time, and date, okay. you know, and then probably not see each other for two weeks. Oh, I would not see like most of my friends for like maybe like three weeks to two weeks, you know, because everybody's just so busy, you know, living. Damn. So we usually ask on the show like, what's your craziest dating experience? Do you have any crazy stories from dating out in New York? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they all involved like coming back home like at three, four, no, actually five or six in the morning. <laughs> and everybody is like getting their day started. And the thing about living in New York is like when you go out and, and say you have and, you know, a rendezvous <laughs> with, yeah. you know, yeah. with so- someone after, then like to go back home, especially when you're in Jersey, you have to like take the train from wherever you are. Yeah. You know, cause I was too broke to take a fucking taxi. Yeah. You know, so I'm taking the train and everybody is just like, you know, dog walking and birds are chirping. And I'm just like, on the train, like, wow. <laughs> like, yo dude, like I just signed sober up. So yeah, it's like, I never, I don't know. I never had really any crazy experiences like that. No one tried to stab you. No one tried to... I've had bums try to, like, you know... Oh, I'm in like, women. Like, <laughs> oh, no, I've had bums try to kill me, but, like, not, not not kill me, but, you know, but my friend said when I got there, it was like, hey, like, you know, the only thing they have to lose is nothing. Yeah. Oh. So it's like, why are you going to have a fight with this person? You know, you have more to lose, so just keep it fucking walking. Yeah. Wow, but dating-wise, it's been pretty mild for the most part. Do you feel like, okay, now to kind of change the question up yeah maybe dating new york wasn't crazy was dating cali crazy <laughs> cali so dating for me and cali was harder because i was wow. also living by coastal yes so yes, then that's that. when i was talking to you about people taking you seriously because yep, yep. it's like you're going back to new york why am i gonna like think this is long term yeah. but it's something that i always well, it's something that i always wanted mm. but like thing with Prija, like Prija told me it's like you're a penguin or a flamingo. Hmm? Uh, if you're, you're a penguin <laughs> or a flamingo, the nine to five is a penguin. The flamingo is who I am. Oh. Where I'm always like fucking you, like you don't know where I'm going to be because I'm I'm always traveling and it's mm. always for work. Yeah. So penguins get with penguins. Mm. Um, flamingos get with flamingos. Penguin and a flamingo might not mix because it's like this person is here nine to five and if you're traveling so much like 
you know, they're only left to their thoughts yeah. unless they have like reassurance that this person is fucking down for you. Yeah. yeah. It's hard you know for it I mean? to work out. Yeah. Because uh, reassurance, like long distance, is a huge thing. Yeah. And I would like, I would try to date people here and then try to, and then I, Hey, I'm leaving back to New York for three months. What are you doing? Okay, you're back in New York? <laughs> like you know, and then they like their thoughts are in New York, and like I oh. would be, but I'm mentally down for this person, but they're not going to take yeah. me seriously yeah. because the distance or the lifestyle. So yeah, it's always been a struggle trying to balance the two. Um, but work has always come first. Yep. Mm. You know, even if I'm crushed, which every time. I'm super crushed, and then my like business partner is always like, "Okay, here we go, another yeah. another month of sad David." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I assumed you had yellow fever because you said me dang, and I was like, "Wow, he said it so perfectly." Tell him. Ah, there we go. M dip quad. Oh wow. Con yalam. Okay, never mind. That, mean, that, that means you have a lot of money. Yeah, and then my bad friends are like, "Ku dang." <laughs> okay, just tell me your just it's, tell me your name's. No, it's a uh, kunya. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something like that. It wasn't. It wasn't yellow fear. It was like legit. Like, like, like I was telling you earlier when I was in Vietnam. I was like, whoever likes me, yeah, like, mm. like likes me. You know, and um, and that was who you're around with. You know, I'm sure. Like, did you ever date a black girl? No, I've only dated exactly girls, because yeah. you're only here. Because he's a racist. If you, yeah, if he's a racist. <laughs> if you were in Long Beach, you probably probably date a black girl. Maybe. I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty right it's for the most part it's just about where you are and like for me i was i was taken under my friend's wing mm. and 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 introduced to a whole new culture yeah. of people that i never knew mm. existed mm -hmm. and i was just engulfed in that when, oh, and okay. i just you know and that's who i knew yeah that makes sense because for me it's the reason why i've only dated asian girls is because and again, the way I date is a little different. Like I, <laughs> I allow them to have interest first and maybe speak to me. And I'm like, all right, this could go somewhere. And it usually stems from people that are Asian. You know, I don't really get as many people outside my ethnicity like approaching me. It does happen. I like, think Latinas like, like you. Yeah, yeah, it does happen. But but usually it takes time to build. I know like with Korean, like Korean people, if mm -hmm. you know, if you are Korean too, it's a lot easier for yeah. you to understand each other. Yeah, yeah. Same thing I've learned with like Filipino Mm, like some yeah. like some Filipino only fuck with Filipino yeah, yeah, people yeah. because they understand their the culture and it's mm -hmm. a lot easier to take back home. Yeah, that's that's big for some people. It's yeah. like understanding your culture because then now you don't have to argue about it because you guys both grew up going through the same yes. thing. And, and it's hard when you're mixed. And it's a lot easier to bring to your parents, which I I've never met any of my girlfriend's parents. <laughs> what really? That's a that's a that's a funny one. Like yeah. Uh, I, I told Peter the story where like I dated a lot of like Asian women when I was younger, oh. and one of the things was like, you're never accepted. You know, at least back then it was a little more racist, where it's like they didn't, <laughs> they didn't want you dating a Latino or something like that. I'll tell you why. Yeah, <laughs> which pushed me to like, okay, I got to try and learn like the language, or like I got to be more immersed in the culture, and that's yeah. what like pushed me to like, okay, you know, how do you, bo, chow how, chow how do you know I know like chow chow back chow yeah. go chow am? Yeah, you're I know, good, like, bro. <laughs> See, Fun, y'all. Trust me, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> See, my main thing is that I've I've only dated people my same ethnicity, right? So still don't know Vietnamese. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. Well, I mean, there's that, but but it's not even the Vietnamese thing that, like, for instance, like you said, no one, none of your significant others introduce you to their family, right? Yeah. Like one of my significant others, I didn't 
meet their family until like year five or six. Holy shit! Who? And the uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, no, 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 not 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 who? Wait, is this a girlfriend? Yeah, a girlfriend. Oh, okay. Just to let you know that it you know it takes it takes time, and it's like if I'm serious about this person, I'm not gonna just show every dude to my parents. I mean, it was only five or six years, at least amount of time, I yeah. would say. Well, think, yeah, that's a long, that's a yeah, long. Yeah, I think the, well, okay, so the difference is what I'm trying to mention is that, like, you're saying maybe they introduced you because, like, ethnically or culturally you're different and maybe I honestly, it just, I honestly don't know. Yeah, we don't Never know, asked. right? I, I know what mine was because ethnically and culturally we're the same. The difference <laughs> was IQ-wise, she was hella smart and she should have been dating like a doctor or yeah, a lawyer well, and here I am. Like, what do you do? Right? a podcast with Mario. <laughs> <laughs> that, on the other side, it's like I introduce girls on the first date sometimes. So yeah. on the flip side, have you introduced your significant others to your family? Yes. Wow. Yeah, my parents, yeah, like my parents have met like How many? Girlfriend. Out of the four. Like three. Wow, you are on the flip end. If my memory is correct, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's it, still it, it could be it could be less, but yeah, like I've I'm more open to yeah. to introducing because my mom is always like, well, we're so open to have grandson. <laughs> you know, like, all right. So like, it's just a whole different it's a whole different like vibe. I don't mean to judge you, but I'm I'm gonna so I'm, I'm gonna say <laughs> this right. So like the fact that they don't introduce you, you introduce them. Are you one of the people to fall first when you're in a relationship? Obviously. Hmm. Okay. Duh. Yeah. Duh. You haven't All got right. this I yet. I was making sure David the dude, David the simp, kind of sounds David the dog. <laughs> David the simp. Okay. But, okay. That that makes a lot of sense because I was but that's, saying like. But that's the growing the growing phase because uh, because of how I was living bicoastally, I was always wanting more. Yeah. Than what the person could probably provide at the time yeah. because oh. it was more just like. Like, I just want reassurance that you're down. Yeah. But then how are they going to know that I'm going to be down for them while being so far you're not away? even here. You yeah. know, but but in, in reality, I was, but they don't know that. Yeah. And then I'm just tied to them, and then they yeah. then don't want it anymore, and then I'm just so stuck, stuck. with them. Mm-hmm. And then it takes time for me to get over that, you know, and it's, always, it's a constant cycle until I legit read the book by Jocko, like ultimate. Oh, uh, ownership, extreme, extreme ownership. Extreme yeah. ownership. That's a great book. None, nothing, it, everything in your life happens because of you. Yeah. And, and if somebody does something that you don't like and you're connected to them, it's because of you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about the communication that you do for people or it's like expectations for people that are on, like it's, like expectations that aren't real, mm-hmm. you know, and just, um, you know, everything happens because of you. And if you actually take ownership in everything that you do, your life will literally fucking change because then you'll stop blaming people for everything that. So like, you. so, so me, I was like blaming people so much for like the girls, at least for, um, why don't you like me anymore? Why? Yeah. Like, but in reality, it's like, why would I like me anymore? Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm so gone. Yeah. Like, I'm so... Or I'm maybe gone. you place trust on a person that doesn't deserve that. And you're like, yeah. why don't you like me? It was never the case of like... It's always not about you. Yeah. Most of the time, 98% of the time, it's not about you. So if someone breaks up with you or somebody like does some shit to you, it's not really about you. It's about them. So you just got to like understand that and just be like, all right, well... 
you know, you've done the best that you could and yeah. just bless them. Based on everything you're telling me, obviously you've grown a lot, right? So a lot. What would you say now if you would describe like a healthy relationship that you'd want being a guy who's gone from like New York where still people work, would be dating. still working on it. Still working on it. Okay, so what yeah. what what would you say that you've derived from these relationships and being bicoastal and dating the huh. chill side of California to the busy side of New York where people are dating five people yeah. at a time? If you're down for the person, be down for the person. Mm. Okay. If if you're if you don't see it long term, then let it go. You don't want to waste people's time. Mm-hmm. You know, and like at this age, there's no time. You know, or there's little time. There's always time. Yeah. There's, you know, it's not. You know, why waste somebody's time when it's not going to happen mm. or not going to work or whatever? They yeah. Want, right. Um, communication always, always talk. Like, hold on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. My friend John text back. <laughs> no, my friend. My friend John sent me this. Um, sent me this. Uh, this quote. But, constant sees. Constant communication cancels constant conflict. Mm. The five P's, proper preparation prevents poor performance. Hey. Thank you, John. So, like, oh, like legit, communi- legit communication. So, like, I have issues with communicating because I've always been just by myself. Yeah. So, checking in with people has always <laughs> been a big thing for me because with work, it always is like, if some shit happens, I'm going to take care of it. Yeah. But... I never had to tell somebody that I'm going to take care of something if we had plans. It's like how you were saying you're the one man team. That's why you gravitate towards skateboarding. Yes, a relationship is a team. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, so it's like, all right, I'm learning to be like, if something comes up and I have uh, things to do with another significant other, then I'm going to let them know first and then go handle it because they'll they'll understand that work comes first. Yep. Would you say there's something, a lesson or an idea that you've gotten from all the dating that you've done, something that's stuck by you, that's changed who you are? Literally all is just communication. It really is. No one knows what you're thinking. So it's like, why not let them know what you're thinking so they can have a better judgment of like what you're thinking and how they should act upon it, you know? Because if you leave anybody to there imagination it's always going to run wild and you're going to be in the shit you know? what does that communication does that mean yeah are, just, are you willing yeah, to just like communicate your feelings how you feel about your intentions mm. your uh like things that you're doing if you know like give them if you really are committed you know give them a plan of what you're going to be doing for the wow. next month and give them a plan of what you're doing for the next two weeks you know so that they can you know because people want to always some people always want to please you and be there for you, but if they're thinking that they're going to be there for you and you're not scheduled to be there for them, you know, but you don't let them know, then it's just a disappointment on their end. Yeah, that's actually very good. I think I'm going to take that into my own dating life too, because I've had because I work a lot too. Like, and it's always it's work first, you know, work yeah. always comes first. I'm try, I'm hungry too. I'm trying to hustle, and it gets in the way of relationships. You know, it like. You know, you're prior, prioritizing your success and the things you need yeah. to do. And, you know, you can't always hang out. You can't always be here. Yeah. But, yeah, giving someone, like, a plan, a schedule, like, this is what I'm going to do for the next yeah, week, that, that's yeah. that's a good idea, actually. It's Yeah, and that's why I was, like, saying, like, it's sometimes easier when a person is, like, in the same industry or, yeah. or they're in the same type of environment because then they understand. 
Yeah. But like some are like maybe in a nine to five and, you know, they get off work and they're like, I just want to be with you. You know, like sometimes, you know, that doesn't happen. And then, you know, frustration comes in play and all that. But like that's dating, you know, yeah. it's not about like it might not be that person, you know, mm-hmm. you know. And if something is very important to you, like work, which it is for me. Like a person who's really down for you is going to understand that, mm-hmm. but you have to also, you have to also bend. You can't just yeah. be the only person who is calling the shots. Like you know, you have to, there's a give and take. So yeah. that's what I'm learning is to like uh, give and take, you know, and but also you know letting them understand like that's my, yeah. like how are you gonna go out for dinner? <laughs> yeah. Like you know. If I'm not, if we're not able, you know, if I'm not working, like, you know, like the things that I want to do with you or whatever, it won't happen. Yeah. Unless I, unless I handle my shit. So, um, but yeah, it's all, it's literally all comes down to communication and, you know, if it's not right for you or the other person, don't hang on, just bless it away and like, you know, take it as a lesson and then move on to the next and. You know, if there is an X, but, you know, just don't have, you know, be intentional. And um, at this time of age, yeah. back then, like, intentions, what is that? <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, like you know what I mean? Because we're all Leave still... Leave interpretation. Yeah, we're all, we're, we're all still, yeah. We're all, we're, we're all still learning about ourselves. So it's like, you know, at like 34, you know, girls around this age, you know, they're like, you know, everybody's trying to settle down. Yeah. So... You know, don't waste anybody's time. It's like number one. If I had to ask anything, hmm. you know, uh, of all the relationships that you had, not just with a significant other, not just in sales, not just with yourself, your religion, hmm. what's one main takeaway that you feel like no matter what the subject is, like is very important to have? Just be real. Mm, okay. Yeah. Just, you know, if you're struggling. So, so like, in 2019 or 2018, I was doing pretty well. I was making like great money. And then I left a brand that was making me about 80% of the money oh, that wow. I was making. And, you know, your expenses are high, but your income's low. So that's a really pretty gnarly time. Yeah. Um, but uh, from there, I was like, I was struggling. And, you know, but the thing is, I kept my like, spirits up with mm-hmm. friends and you know friends like allowing to take me out and all that stuff i was literally Ooh, taking the bus and yes all that stuff for 2019 i'm waking up and feeling like in panics going like what am i doing with my life and all that and you know i kind of was just like you know my friends helped me through it and uh family as well and you know you stick with it you know i i ended up making it but like also i'm never scared to go back back to there because you can actually fucking come back from it yeah that was the first time going that low and then coming back from it so now i'm like not scared to go broke like everything i do i do it with a hundred percent and uh if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't but um as far as like in the relationship part of things is just be real if you're struggling let them know you're struggling if you're um you know, if uh, you're having issues with something, like just don't don't let them try to assume. Mm. The, the like the worst thing that you can do for anybody is like let them assume something. 
because it's like, what are they going to assume? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, because you also don't know where they're, what, what, how they grew up. So, like, maybe whatever their assumption is is way different from what you're actually doing. So it's like the communication goes into being real and just being like upfront about everything. So then, like, there's no like questions of whether what you're doing or, uh, you know, your intentions with them or yeah. anything like that. But then, you know, it's just like sales. You just, you know, if you're just do it as though you're selling, you know, but there's just more feelings involved. Yeah. It's like you want to keep an account. What do you do to keep an account? You know, wine and dine, like be real with them. You, <laughs> yeah. don't, you don't, you don't sell them on everything. Cause like if you sell them on everything, they're not going to trust everything. Yeah. You know, like you want to like, t- like, Hey, like, you know, you can't be like, yo, this whole line is fire. You just be like, yo, like from, from, uh, from all the sales that I've been doing, this one's good. This one's good. Don't you, you like you can pass on this shirt. Yeah, you can pass on this pants. Wow, that's very. You honest. know what I mean? Because it's not about the money; it's about the relationship. relationship yeah. So is that how you like basically do it for yourself? Like, hey, how? like I'm I'm tall. I got nice eyes, a beard. But I'm dealing with depression. I might be broke right now. <laughs> but like, if you invest in me right now, just wait in two, three years. Just wait. Um, well, I don't tell them. I, I don't like. I hope they wait, but. Um, <laughs> But I'm pretty sure, like, you know, I'm just like, hey, this is where I'm at in life, you know? And uh, if they're down, they're down. If they're not, like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, what are you supposed to do? Like, no, that's how um, Yeah, I don't, I don't take anything personal anymore because it's like, you know, I, I try not to. But, yeah. like, you know, it, it's, oh, it's not hard. Like, it, it, it is hard, but it's like, you know, it's just I try not to because it's not always about you. So Damn, the blinders, man. Mm-hmm. Smoke weed. Hey guys, welcome back to Lightning Round, where we ask our guests some rapid fire questions. David, are you ready? Let's go. All right. (laughs) Three, two, one. What was your DJ name? DJ David Allen. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It was, I thought that was the best marketing approach because then everybody just knows your name. What's the origin of David the Dude? Devin the Dude. Oh, oh. The artist. And I was like, let me... Let me change the the to a T H A the, uh, and then dude D O O D, and then thus came David the dude. Your favorite clothing brand? Uh, it's hard. What? <laughs> <laughs> drink, drink, drink. You still gotta answer still the gotta question. Answer. <laughs> My clothing brand is called Keep Out Fake Love. Oh. Yee, all right. Dot com. Yeah. You're uh, your happiest moment. How can you say that? <laughs> <laughs> Every day is happy. Every day is a moment that I'm happy. Hey. I'm happy to be here, which is on my IG. I'm happy to be here. Perfect. Saddest moment. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, this guy's not giving me a little drive after, man. It's all relative, dude. Like, what? Like, there's so many sad moments. First thing that comes to your mind, you know? Mm, I lost my dog. Oh. Roll tears. If you're an animal, what uh, animal would you be? Damn, there's so many great animals out there. <laughs> Uh, like I'm trying to think of one that doesn't get eaten. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> probably a lion. If you were a male stripper working at Magic Mike, cool. what would your name be? Okay, <laughs> my name be David the Dude. I fucking knew it. Are, like, I thought it'd be David the Dong. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, sure. I call it Kudang. David Kudang. What's your goal for the year? Uh, the goal for the year is to expand my team and um, expand the team, um, try to do 
trying to be less hands on mm-hmm. with the day to day, but also try to deliver the best service that I can, obviously. And um, I want to own some sort of property, but California is making it very hard right now. Do you have a fetish? <laughs> Money. <laughs> hey, oh, okay. yeah. so strippers got it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, no, no fetish. What scares you? Maybe the biggest fear is going back to a nine to five. And my last question, uh, one article of clothing from uh, No More Fake Love that you think anybody should buy? Oh, the t-shirt that I got you guys real quick. Jeez. Hey, that's pretty sick. I like that. Yo. With the barbed wire. Yeah. On the Damn, with that's the very barbed wire, stay out. Huh? And then on the back, it has the... Yeah. Oh, okay, I like that. Yeah, I'm not gonna wear this tonight. I'm trying to stay single, so <laughs> I don't wear that shit. Be too fresh. Yeah, I started the brand just to like have a creative outlet because like sales is you know sales is creative, but yeah. in a different way. Different way. Yeah. And um, that was like you know me and my team. Like so, my team is Sonako, uh, who's my business partner. Kevin, who handles my financials. Kevin Wynn. Nice. Uh, Got to be an agent. We got uh, Kevin Revis who works in uh, work works with us doing like our day to day. My brother Keenan works works with me too. Keenan Allen works with us doing like nice. calls and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like it's just uh, everything we talked about is like just being real. So keeping out fake love—that's what it's. I all love about. that. Like, nice. All right, uh, who's your favorite skater? All my friends. You got <laughs> Taylor McClung. Oh shit. You got Trevor McClung. You got Tom Carangelo. Who else is there? Richard Perry. You got Jason. Uh, shoot, you got Matt Bublitz. Uh, yeah, like all like all my friends are inspirations. Kind of seeing them as like, I used to skate with them, mm-hmm. and now they're like fucking pro. Yeah, damn, <laughs> like, crazy, like, like, you know sick. I, mean? I I realized I wasn't gonna go pro, so I was just like, I'm gonna just work in the industry and get the same. Perks, yeah, you know, but, <laughs> yeah. but get paid at yeah, the same yeah. time. But I gotta actually work. I don't. I don't get to skate. Yeah, you know. But um, yeah, those guys are like huge inspirations as far as like skating. Like all That's like, sick. you know, Kevin, Kevin Romar, like all the like all all these friends that I used to skate with at Eldo, nice. El, El Dorado Park. All right, cool. What's your holy grail of tricks? I used to, like my favorite was like a back heel. Oh, nice. Everybody knows. Yeah, just straight up back heel, huh? Straight up back heel. I'll back heel anything. I'll back heel anything. I'll back heel anything. Back heel. Dang, all right. If you could travel to one more place in your life, where would it be? If I've already been there? Even if you've been there? Thailand, bro. Okay, for what? Everybody what goes. Lady boys. Huh? I love Thailand. I, like, shout out Khan. Shout out um, 2P. Shout out all the guys from Southside. Hey. Um, my friend Stevie. But all these guys, they live in they live in Thailand, and like really? I went to Thailand as a regular person, yeah. And then I went to Thailand with them, and these guys are like hip hop artists that are out, over out in Thailand. Oh yeah, sorry. and like I got to experience Thailand in, in a different way, but also just like how expensive, like how inexpensive it is. Yeah, like food is food is very inexpensive. Traveling around is inexpensive. It's fun. You just have to get over the weather, but mm-hmm. like everyone in like everybody is nice. Like Sawati Kapkun Kap. Like, you know, it's just very like super nice. My boy cultured. My boy is cultured. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, Thailand. I'm actually going in April for uh, Rolling Loud, so if anybody's out there What is one trend in fashion that you wish never happened? 
Oh, drink. You got to drink. There's like hella trends that just keep coming and going. Like, honestly, like I don't really hate on any fashion because it's like it's it, it, it is your way of expressing yourself. And yeah. if you feel comfortable and happy in it, fuck it. I don't give a fuck. But at least like just look good. All right. My last question. What's one thing you want to say to audiences out there that are trying to succeed in fashion that one piece of advice you give them? Don't be afraid. Go for broke because you because you will like even if your credit score goes to 530, been there, you know, if your shit goes to broke, like you'll always go. You always get out of it. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, if it doesn't kill you, like if it doesn't kill you, then why? Why not go for it? You know what I mean? Like, your friends are going to be always there for you. Your family will always be there for you if you have family. You know, so it's kind of just like, like, just go for it. Like, if you have been wanting to do something and you haven't, like, you know, like, do it smart. Like, don't just quit your job. But, like, how I did is I worked three jobs. I worked, or actually, I worked two jobs while doing an internship. So I made it to where I was making money, but then not making money yeah. with what I wanted to do. But then once what I wanted to do started making money and it kind of got to a point where I could let go of the things that I was doing as far as restaurant jobs and stuff like yeah. then do it, you know, like, yeah. like I had to wake up like I was up till like one or two in the morning working on my shit and then going to work at five in the morning, yeah. you know, and then doing an internship. And then being in New York and going across the city with a fucking roller bag with samples in it, not knowing what borough I'm in, <laughs> not knowing what neighborhood I'm going through. Like, I could, I could totally get jacked right now. That's a dilemma of every like, California and fucking New York. Yeah, you know, like, I didn't know where the fuck I was. Yeah. But, like, you know what I mean? It's like, but I fucking went for it. I went for it because that's what I wanted. So I was just like, you know, for anybody that wants to do something, do it. If you're young, you can just fucking do it. If you're older, make it like be smart about it, but do it because you don't want to have regrets. Yeah. 100%. You know, I've been doing, I've been self employed. You know, I'm not rich, you know, but I've been doing what I've been wanting to do since I was 23. So, like, been wanting, been traveling wherever I wanted to and, you know, like eating wherever I wanted to. People, know that and yeah. you know from my post 100%. but it's just like you it's you yeah. you know so it's like if you are if you want to do something do it if you're young you can just do it if you're older be a little bit smart about it yeah. but still fucking do it final question yeah. right it's <laughs> nothing crazy yeah what is one cryptocurrency you see lasting Forever. Bitcoin. Aye. You already know the vibes. I'm dollar cost averaging as we speak yeah. here. DCA, baby. DCA. <laughs> I, I don't give a fuck if it's going up or down. <laughs> that shit's going to be like, that shit is the future. So yeah. that's I, why I told the girls, so I don't give a fuck if it's going up or down. It's going up sooner than yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like just, you know, uh, my, my 10 year plan is to like live off of that. So, yeah, no, you know, I'm just dollar cost average. Right now I just do like $50 a day. Yeah, okay. easy. Fifty dollars a day, fifteen hundred a month. Yeah, like, it's easy. Money. Easy money. All right, guys, that concludes our lightning round. Uh, I want to say thank you to our amazing guest, David Allen. Yo, Bye. DJ David oh, Allen, David the Dude. <laughs> um, let us know where we can find you. 
Uh, you can find me at at sign David T H A D O O D David the Dude. Uh, the company is the Goods Group, and then my store in Virginia is Telos LA Shop Telos LA. Hey, well, thank you guys for joining us throughout this. Entire oh, and episode. keep out fake love. Oh, and <laughs> keep out fake love. You can't get your t-shirts now. Get your t-shirts in before they sell out. Type in guys that listen for a ten percent discount. Oh yeah, of course. Oh, oh yeah, for real. If you yeah, if you guys, if you guys, I'm gonna make a discount code tonight. So yeah, we got the discount code going on. Yeah, and then and then all proceeds go to this podcast. Here. Oh damn! Hey Mario, you can afford your dates now. Yes. <laughs> Actually, he's rich. Don't worry about that. But thank you guys for tuning in the entire time. Make sure you like subscribe and comment below what you guys want to hear us talk about next and remember live fast eat ass